0: Yo, what's up, Sarah? How are you
1: doing? I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm good. Another day I'm surprised I'm doing this podcast now, man. I had such a headache coming in, like come home. Yeah. Yeah, because I was in the car with some people that were willing to drive me home, which was really nice. Cigarettes and plus I think I easily get car sick, so I felt like I was about to vomit. Yeah. Like the whole time. I hate to smell the cigarettes just I sleep. do
1: too. <laughs>
0: oh my god. I understand what people mean. It's
1: freaking gross. That she gives me a migraine as well.
0: Give me one second. Hold on. Yeah, I just took. Uh, I was thinking about postponing the podcast, but I said, screw it. I mean, it's not going to be a super long one. I think this is one of the interesting ones as well. Adam should be coming on soon. But how was your day today, Sarah?
1: Um, <clears throat> good for the most part. I've been sick and kids have been going crazy, but then that's good. good. Hey, what's
2: up? Welcome to the hey. party, bro. I don't know what's happening. I'm dying. You say you're dying? Yeah, I'm playing Iron <laughs> Banner. It's like there's I'm, there's smoke and I'm bullets and telesto explosions. I die. Quite the rush.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, how was your day, bro? How, how's your week been going for you?
2: Ah, uh, good. Just hanging out at home with the baby and the wife.
0: And I, I know you get your hands full. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, all right. I'm just gonna move on. Obviously, you're preoccupied plan, Iron Banner. But uh, welcome, 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 everybody <laughs> to the 25th episode of the Orbs for Days Clan Podcast. I'm your host Wayne 01193, and we got Navy Man 914 in the building, the usual co-host Superfly Manat and Grimbo. Tonight they got other things prior, got plans, and we got our host returning. Sarah, say what's up, y'all.
1: What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't worry, I'm going to make sure Lee doesn't sit his podcast, okay? That works. in the corner. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, first off, before I even continue on, I want to say uh, um, I've been uh, some ad reads in the beginning of the podcast as of late. I recently have been pod, uh, sponsored by Anchor, which is the platform that I'm actually doing the podcast on. Um, I'm also got sponsored by Squarespace, the Black Tux. This isn't an ad read, I'm just saying that. Um, I'm really excited that we got some people reaching out and willing to, you know, uh, throw a sponsor our way or, you know, have me sponsor me. So I'm really happy about it. Thank you for that. And uh, you guys will be hearing from those ads uh, relatively soon, probably most likely from Squarespace. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and hopefully I'll try not to, I'll try to integrate the uh, the plugs in a in a good spot. I don't want to put the uh, everything in the front. But Anchor probably is just going to for the anyway. Uh, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you guys for our sponsor, man. I do appreciate it. But we're gonna get right into the nitty gritty of the podcast. Uh, Sarah, thank you for a you know, short minute trip. I appreciate you coming in.
2: Yeah, not okay. a fun.
0: All right, so uh, you know, so tonight we're gonna talk about the the this week got bungee changes. The main topics I want to get on are the ones that caught my eye, are the gambit changes that are coming in the uh, the season of the Drifter. I believe that's the new DLC name. The nerf. No, the Joker's sh- wild. Joker's wild. Thank you. And the changes to shotguns. And I have the mask. Woo! What's it called? What's it called, Sarah? What's that exotic mask called?
2: One-eyed mask. Yeah,
0: the one-eyed right, yeah. mask. Yeah. That needs to uh,
2: go into the fires of Mordor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: We yeah. No. Uh, trust. We'll get to the nitty gritty. Trust me. I'm with you 100. It's funny because <laughs> I give you a hard time, Adam because I like to screw with you. But, I mean, you make a lot of good points, to be honest. Um, all right. But, yeah, so uh, there's this some things we're going to talk about. So everything in here um, is uh, going to be the This Week at Bungie little uh, uh, thing here. Uh, also, Paul, our Manai, he gave us some notes uh, because he wasn't going to be on the podcast. Read off his perspective and thoughts on, you know, the This Week at Bungie little post, okay? All right, so I'm going to read off it. So I'm going to start off with Gambit. Um. So, what's coming forward in the in Joker's Wild? Um, they changed the third round of Gambit to a primeval rush sudden death. This will speed up Gambit matches over and add a change of pace to the final round. I think that's perfect, personally. I, I feel like Gambit is just too long, and I didn't even think of that. Honestly, I have what that is, is that people can save their supers for the third round. Do you think they should? <laughs> Take away your super if it's going
2: if it's just gonna be sudden death. What do you think, Sarah? No. <clears throat> it's the same thing with I mean, the I don't... what's it yeah. The um when it was with doubles or any of these other ones where it's all about timing and, you know, hey, if you're if you think that you're gonna not win it outright, you have to go to overtime, well then it's all about strategy of when to use your supers and you know, the that's what you know. Possibly won it or lost it in doubles. If you ended up in that final round, like during Crimson Days.
0: What do you think, Sarah?
1: <laughs> Am I allowed to talk? Now? Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 um. I mean, I think it's going to be the same thing either way. I mean, you normally have everybody group up their supers all together, anyways, to melt the primeval. So I, I don't think it would be any different i mean i get it, it like speeding up the round and stuff but i don't i don't think that they should take away the supers i think it'll be the same thing
0: okay no i hear you on that no i um yeah i mean i think it's fine i mean i it was just a, I just toss out but uh yeah no mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that this actually speeds up everything i mean this is not like a complete game changer but i think it does game mode a little bit more exciting, because uh, don't get me wrong, no matter how fun a game mode is, if it's drawn out too long, then it's just not that fun. Plus, you know, and all that, you know, being kind of predictable, sometimes it can be very frustrating. But I do like the fact that the third round is going to be like sudden death, so you're just facing the primeval head-on. I think I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good change of pace. You know, it could definitely make so I'm going to read Paul's perspective on that real quick. Paul said um, he said, he, said he, t- he talked about the he said the third wave will, will now spawn the primary right away blah, blah blah blah, blah, he said he believes this will be flawed as well because most seconds uh, end when split with one team just having used all their supers to tie it up and the other team saving theirs resulting in the team who saved theirs having a big disadvantage or I'm sorry advantage in that sudden death showdown and I mean I hear what he's saying but at the same time uh, I mean cause I'm assuming he's advocating for everyone a neutral super bar. Like either just like have your super be canceled out. Hopefully I'm not misrepresenting, you know, his point. But no, I'm, I'm on I'm on your side, Adam, finally. That uh, um you should <laughs> definitely strategize your supers accordingly. And you should, you know, that's why we have certain loadouts here. I mean you know, there's certain loadouts that reward you for using your super on certain kind of enemies. Because you know, like uh you get your super back if you get a certain amount of kills or if you just use it on a certain amount to get your super back. So, it's a, it's a risk-reward kind of thing, you know, depending upon what you're trying to do. I, you know.
2: Well, it's and i all- he's slightly underestimated. So, he's assuming that the one team is going to burn their supers to win it, but that the second team that lost round two, that won round one, isn't going to use any supers, and therefore they're going to have four supers going to that final round, which isn't necessarily the case because – they could have just messed up, and they could have, you know, used their supers, but used them at the wrong times, or you know, an invader went in and ended up, you know, healing the prime evil just enough to the point where the other team can eke a win out. Like so, to automatically assume that the team that loses round two is going to have no supers, and the team or the team that won round two burned all supers, and the team that lost round two didn't use any, I think is a little uh, presumptuous.
0: I mean, either way, I mean, it's gonna be pretty predictable in terms of how the round's gonna go out. So, whether you win or lose a specific round, you can kind of anticipate how it's gonna go. At the end of the day, I mean, it's just, like I said, you just need to adjust accordingly. Wear the red exotics, use your super here, or there. It's a risk reward kind of thing. Um, so, the next one is they overhaul, they're gonna overhaul how we choose spawn. So, they overhauled how, 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 like, basically, um, I'm just going to read it out. Yeah. He say said it overhauled how we choose the invader spawn location and increased the number of invader spawn for each map. This should greatly reduce the chances of spawning very near or in direct line of sight of an enemy guardian. So because I'm so tired of invading and then I get killed with a queen breaker immediately as soon as I go in because the spawn points are predictable. I've done it and it's been done to me. I think that's honestly, I mean at, at the same time I still don't like the fact that you can constantly see all the guardians when you're invading. Basically, a wall hack. Well, I mean, if anything, I just
1: I don't kind of, I don't like
0: that. I mean, if anything allows us to see where people are, how about have 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 everyone's location bloop or bleep on the radar, or should I say screen, and then disappear off the screen for like two seconds and then reappear for like I don't know something like that. I feel like at least you can have a fighting chance because there's times where, believe it or not, you know, uh, one guy coming in with full super, full heavy, that's at a complete disadvantage because they have no idea where he's at, and there's enemies all over the place. You know what I mean? So of fact, the is I play here. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm overall, I'm, I'm down for that change that's going to be implemented. You know about about Bungie giving us more spawn points when we invade. Um, well, what do you think about that, Sarah?
1: I mean, I agree. I, I think that would make invading a lot more challenging, but I think that as the team getting invaded on, it would give them more of a fighting chance.
0: Yeah, no, seriously.
1: Because you do, I mean, you do get the players, you do go in there with like a queen breaker or like a sleeper and they like instantly freaking, they laser you across the map and like you're screwed. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Actually, talk about Queen Breaker a little bit. I believe that was mentioned in uh, the little TWAB here. Adam, what do you think about, you know, the multiple spawn points, you know, when you invade? What do you
2: think? I mean, the multiple spawn points, I think it's a very positive thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Or I don't know exactly how they would do it. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe, you know, you said, like, maybe – it's almost like maybe if you're crouched. You know when you crouch, you only appear on the radar an X amount of, like, once every, like, yeah, you said, like, two or three seconds? I think that's yeah. something like that where it'll flash saying, hey, this is where they are, and then it'll go away. Uh, I think yeah. that would be uh, fair.
1: Yeah, but,
2: but I know that wasn't the real topic. Yeah, but the main topic of just more spawn points, definitely. It is so annoying when you, like, spawn in and there's, like, a dude behind you with a shotgun because they're, like, <laughs> they know that you're – about to invade because of the score or whatever, and they're just like uh, they pre stage it essentially by all like going to where a spawn point is and just like crouch with like a shotgun or a rocket or whatever and just wait for you.
0: I mean, don't get But don't, so depending upon the map and where people are positioned, people can still kind of get you and predict where you're going to be, but at the same time, though, yeah, like uh, I've done that before where I will position myself to a point where I know where they're going to be. And I'm like, all right, I'll stand here and actually shot down a guy as soon as he showed up right in front of me. And I've I've been killed, actually, where people will spawn behind me and just come in with a queen breaker. Like I said, yeah. Uh, Now, Paul said, he said uh, about the invading, he said another good change, at least with adding multiple new spawn locations. Invader has too much freedom with constant true sight, you know, a.k.a. wall hack. Unless they did something. And I, I agree. 100. percent I kind of just said the same thing. He just uh, quoted me, and yeah, no, I, the same thing like in Crimson Doubles, right? Or Crimson, where if you 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 are actually I get it, it was it was a part of the event. It's a, you know it's Crimson Days. It's about Valentine's Day, being reunited with your partner, and I get the whole theme. But man, like you are punished for going, like you are punished, and I get us, I get it. They're I understand the whole thing that they're doing. But I personally in a competitive state or a competitive game mode. Um, I, you know, depending upon, you know, what kind of player you are, I don't want to be punished for going solo and actually, you know, uh, uh, you know, committing to doing something of greater risk, if that makes sense. Anyway, um, the next thing on the list, um, they also are going to implement protection that players that remain dormant for too long will not receive and will not receive end of match rewards or infamy points. Um... Okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I read Paul's quote because I believe he said, um, Idle players, he said, A&C as how he's going to approach this little information. And I agree 100%. I think at the same time, it's uh, it's uh, I think it's a good rule to implement, but how it's going to be effective, that rule, or how hard that, that punishment is going to be enforced, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not really sure what they mean by that. Like, Idle, like, because normally if you're idle, mode, they'll just kick you out and you already won't get any points or any kind of progression because guess what? You're kicked out. But, um, I mean,
2: that's what mean- I was kind of wondering about. Like I have personally, I mean, so I've seen players idle sometimes, but they're normally kicked out. So I don't know if maybe Gambit has a weird like glitch where it won't kick you out for being idle. I guess I haven't paid that close attention. Um,
1: there's been, I don't know, because there's like, there's some times where and I get like it's in the tower, or like other stuff, but there's sometimes I'll literally be idle for like two seconds and I'll get kicked. But then there's some times like in like competitive, I think it's happened in Gambit too, where there will be people who have literally been idle the entire time and they're still there. I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, I don't understand it either. It's very inconsistent. Yeah.
2: Maybe just instead of doing the little like idle reward thing, maybe just make the idle times more consistent. So yeah, it's not one of those, Hey, I set my controller down and three seconds later I'm kicked while I like answer the door really quick or other times where I literally leave my TV on by mistake and my Xbox and go like, you know, shower and eat. And I come back and I'm still there like in the same activity. I'm like, what happened? Like, How am I still here?
0: Yeah, this is very hard to kind of like understand because you think about it. What does idol mean in their eyes? We know what idol means in this specific context. Can you imagine, you know, helping your team out, you know, doing a lot of damage to a primeval, or you just did a lot of work to get moats in? You just have to go quick and then you don't get points at the end of the match. That you see what I'm saying? It's very weird. Um, Mm -hmm. Next, uh, yeah, next, so there's a triumph called Light versus Light. They say it cannot be. They said uh, it will be uh, progress by killing any guardian using a super, not just people that invade you. Um, they said this makes attaining the Dredgen title less a daunting task. Which honestly, I didn't even care that much about. Personally, I think titles are almost useless. But I mean, I mean they are because there's, no, there's 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 nothing, there there's there's nothing I mean, I know. I'm not looking for anything crazy. There's nothing actually game-changing about having a title. It's just, it's just for bragging purposes. So, I mean, I think it's fine. That's okay. Um, just don't care. I'm, I'm fine with it. Sure, whatever. I mean, Sarah, you got anything to add on that, personally?
1: I'm uh, not really, yeah, no. You pretty much said yeah, it all. I thought though, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think- I don't really play a whole lot of Gambit, so I'm kind of neutral on it. Yeah, true
0: that. Uh, hold on, give me one second. Let me see what Paul had to say about the light versus light. He said no issues with this change, so he's actually down with that. Um, um, okay, I'm going to read on with the TWAB here. Let's see. An adjustment. So here's another one that I'm kind of I'm, – I'm, I am I'm like this change that they're going to implement. So they made adjustments to the blocker types by deposit tier. So for a blocker, instead of it going to be a phalanx, it's going to be a taken goblin with less health. Uh, for a medium blocker, it's going to be a taken captain with more health the previous night and then for a large blocker it's going to be a taken night uh with with more health than the previous ogre. and we talked about it um personally uh, the taken goblin thing like reading that it makes me it makes me no longer want to deposit small small a uh, small block yeah, this uh, this is definitely incentivizing you more to pop in at least a medium blocker or, or a large blocker because a taken goblin it's not really much. You see know what I'm saying? And and they're already telling us that it's They're already telling us that uh, they have less health than a previous phalanx. So that's actually good. So, uh, but yeah, the Taken Captain, I mean, they're already annoying as it is with the constant glitching and phasing in and out of reality. And then their guns are powerful. And then that blinding effect that they have, it's going to be really good. So pinning in a medium blocker, it will feel more satisfactory. And the Taken Knight is going to have more health than the Ogre. I mean, you think about it, right? An ogre was a little easier to kill than a knight because it was less accurate, and it and it was uh yeah 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 no, it was uh, it was less accurate and it's a bigger target. You know what I mean? Um, so I think they they called the uh, they called it right on this one. I'm to uh, read Paul's perspective on it. He said he likes this change because spamming five moats makes a knocker by itself. So guardians will now hold on to more moats going for captains, and an improved knight. The captain's arc darkness bolts or a darkness ball attack can certainly add to disorienting your guardian. We're kind of on the same page here. Uh, Sarah, what do you think about these little changes on the uh, the tier? I think that they're definitely incentivizing you to, you know, use medium or large blockers. What do you think? How do you like this
1: change? I mean, I agree. I mean, I like it if I remember right, like, the ogres were pretty easy to kill, but didn't they also have, like, that little, like, eye blast that, like, knocked you? Or... Yes.
0: Yes. So, like, I was a little... So. I was about it at first. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I think it's a, definitely a good attack, but at the same time, I think, overall, if you compare a knight, a strong knight with a strong ogre, plus they're giving the knight more health than the ogre, I think the ogre is a easier kill, just because of the fact its size and the health pool. Go ahead.
1: I mean, I agree. I'm... I personally am kind of glad that they're switching it out with a night instead just because like the eye blast kind of got annoying on some of the maps. Like the, <clears throat> I don't remember the map name. um, The one that has like the pit on the bottom. Yeah, I'm
0: aware. I forgot the name too, but I, I know what I'm
1: you're hurry. talking about. Yeah, like wherever it would like, it would like eye blast you into the freaking, the lava pool down though. Like that shit got so annoying. Because yeah. <clears throat> it was hard to recover from sometimes. Which is,
0: which is crazy because it actually affects your jump. Like so if you're midair... Sometimes you don't get your second jump or something; it just affects it, which I freaking hate. But at the same time, which also makes them effective yeah. in some case, right? Um, well, Adam, what do you think?
2: Um, kind of again yeah, the same kind of things. The uh, uh, yeah, like you said, like remember before, like no one ever really put in. Well, not I won't say no one, but in general, people didn't put in like the medium and heavy because it was just hey, grab five and spam it. Because those families, even though they were not very powerful, they were annoying. You throw in three or four of those things with their shields, and they start booping you across the mat. And like, or booping you into a pillar and getting killed. Like, they were annoying, and so yeah. I mean, getting that goblin, um, it's gonna Make definitely uh, incentivize people trying to, um, what's it called, using the medium blockers or large blockers
0: it too right because I, I had the i was thinking before we started the podcast i'm like you know what why would they you know change the the uh, the small blocker type lengths, which was actually very effective and annoying you know do, you know trying, not, they, trying to try sell- to more
2: exciting so that way people actually hold on to moats and so it's more of a uh an interesting dynamic with invaders
0: exactly that's exactly what i was going to say that's exactly what i was thinking because it, it's it's a win-win or it's a benefit on both sides it's a benefit for you because you're holding on to more moats you're gonna the more moats you bank the faster you are you can get to your primeval and it's a threat to the people on the other side or to kill enemies that your opponents have to destroy. but as an invader with these, these spawning points that they're going to implement it's like Christmas Like, oh heck yeah you pretty much know and you're pretty much confident as an invader that someone's holding at least 10 moats. and that's a game changer you know if you happen to get them so yeah Alright, so I'm gonna read Paul's perspective real quick. Um, he said, um, and I thought this was interesting. He said his gambit still are weapon loadouts. He still feels the way Gambit was showcased live for the first time was the best version of the game. He says remove exhaust, maybe malfeasance, and only allow players to use Gambit weapon loadouts. I, I am mean, to be honest with you, at first before, like if you would have asked me before a couple weeks ago, or maybe you know, just, I would have said, I would have completely disagreed. I would have been like, no, nah, we need more variety. People should do what they want." Blah 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 blah. With these new changes coming out, you know, with the sudden death, you know, you on, know speeding it. up the gameplay, and um, um, it's it, this this definitely uh, uh, forces you. This definitely uh, uh, takes. Uh, I, would, I would say it increases the skill level or increases the skill ceiling uh, because you're forced to use specific loadouts. That have access to or at least most people have access to so the only exotic you can have will be the malfeasance credit you know yeah people will like oh people will probably oh people are going to use malfeasance all the time well that's the whole point that's where you go get it from but the malfeasance isn't a game changer you know what i'm saying um i i the, i think it's a very good idea because it made me yeah. think of halo right the only, only problem me-
2: is that you need to add more variety of weapons think about the weapons they have like they don't, the only heavy is a rocket launcher, right?
0: No, they have a rocket launcher and a grenade launcher.
2: What grenade
1: launcher? You don't really get it. For what? You get it
0: from Gambit? So I got it, was a random drop. of good number. Sarah, do you remember the name?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think I ever got yeah, it. They do.
2: Are
0: you sure? I don't
1: remember yes. ever
2: being a what? grenade launcher from Gambit. It,
0: it didn't actually come from Gambit, but it was a Gambit grenade launcher, 100. percent I know that for sure a because
1: does mean it doesn't
2: come from Gambit, but it's a Gambit. okay. So throw fire.
0: what I'm trying to launcher from Gambit, but it was a Gambit designed grenade well because they gave you you know how they give you skins for legendaries but specifically for gambit weapons the grenade launcher skin second. was in there as well that let me one. I'm oh, look at it true. now give me one second
2: they gave i skin. can find it
0: right meow i
2: yeah. gave a skin to the main ingredient and that's not a, a gambit weapon
0: give me one second bro i know What's you're just, in
2: disbelief here what gambit one, yeah. give me one second. i'm blood looking blood right now
1: again. It's not, but that's a
2: strike weapon.
0: What
1: Yeah, I don't know. The, what I looked up, it just says got it, Gambit grenade launcher.
2: I mean, and you know, if they want to do that, that's cool. But I mean, it's obviously that was you know around way before Gambit was. So I mean, I, it's not like a Gambit weapon.
1: I'm to get loud. It was it's look like so a Gambit like weapon,
2: like with that uh ornament. Okay,
1: stop.
0: okay I found it. Right, it's called. Uh, through fire and flood. That's what it's called. What is it? Let's call it through fire and flood. You,
2: that's what I was saying. That is from a strike. That is not from Gambit. It's that
0: weird. Is a strike-specific
2: me... grenade launcher. Okay. Well, kind well, of well whatever. Like, oh, there's the strike specific, you know, uh, or nightfall specific um, things. It is a Vanguard weapon, just like the main ingredient. Is a vanguard weapon that yeah. also has a skin that makes it look kind of like a gambit weapon.
0: Okay, so uh, why you, I, okay, why don't you revert back to your point in terms of why you don't think they well, should
2: it would be extremely boring? With the only heavy weapon being a rock or a grenade launcher, that it's not a very good grenade launcher, and so it's just gonna all it's gonna do is everyone just hoarding supers and just bring them to death at the end. I mean, it kind of is that way, anyways. But invading is gonna be, I think, really tedious. When you're all just gonna be using like a scout rifle and a or a rocket launcher.
0: I think I'm I, I think I'm seeing your point here. I was about to get real defensive real quick or play devil's advocate. I'm gonna just do both. So I'm gonna give you a devil's advocate part. So I mean some people will complain that you'll some people will think that hey, this is better because it'll get rid of Queen Breaker and Sleeper and other annoying weapons like the joten and all that. And also I'm gonna play is um I'll play play with you on this one. And say, uh, I do understand because I think this will also maybe incentivize people to stick together a little bit more. Maybe. But then again, I mean, why would you? Because the sandbox has changed a bit. You know, The, you, you know, I take that back. Yeah, I take that back. I don't think people are going to huddle around anymore. I mean, that's going to incentivize people to it's that
2: Everyone is going to be using either malfeasance or bygones. They're going to be using the or actually, well, I guess parcel of Stardust is a kinetic too. I don't know. I just... I don't think there's enough variety. The only two, I think, energy, or the only couple energy weapons that are kind of good, so trust and distant relations. I mean, they're good, but I don't know. I think it would get very old very quick. Like, I would do it, but then I would stop doing it after a couple rounds and just be like, nah. I don't don't feel like I'm using four weapons ever.
0: Okay, so the whole thing for you is, basically, it'll be boring because there's not any weapons. That's your case? Like, I, I...
2: I was never upset with the weapon choices for Gambit. The only thing I was upset about was that, you know, my favorite weapon of the game period was getting nerfed because people cried about it. And then all of a sudden when when the other weapon made it was ten times worse, no one seemed to bat an eye. And they're finally fixing that. We're going to be talking about that later. But, yeah, if they fixed that, I think Gambit's in a good place once with these new adjustments to the blockers and the uh, – What's it called? The the sudden death thing? I don't think changing weapons, like, I, I think that's going to hurt it a lot. Like, I think people are just going to stop playing if they do that.
0: Good question. So, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate again. What would you choose? Uh, everyone have the same loadout or, you know, uh, everyone keep everything now with Queen Breakers and Sleepers?
2: Keep it the way it is.
0: Okay. Awesome. Sarah, what do you think? What, do you agree with Paul's point or do you disagree about him just having the same loadout? What's your honest opinion on it? Do you think it's trash? Do you think it's all
1: right? What's up? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't restrict everybody to the same loadout. No, everybody has different playing styles. I think that if you restrict everybody to the same playing style, that or the same guns and everything like that, then I think it'll piss a lot of people off.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to play devil's advocate again. But what if uh, – but, but, I mean, people uh, – but what about, what about Halo? You know, people back in the day – you know, Halo's still competitive because – same loadouts what's the difference
2: the difference is that the way they have it right now with kinetic and energy weapons is bullshit and if they want to make it primary and special fine but you can't even use the primary because most of the weapons from gambit are kinetic the i'm trying to think the submachine gun is kinetic the pulse rifle is kinetic the The auto rifle is kinetic the breakneck auto rifle is kinetic so the only weapons that are energy... Are the shotgun's kinetic. The only energy weapons are a hand cannon and a scout rifle.
0: Which, you and know, a, And, so and a trust. Uh,
2: the and a trust. Uh, yeah, trust, hand cannon. Oh, okay.
1: Which I still have yet to get a decent one. But So you're
2: you automatically are limiting people to using either a scout or a hand cannon in that slot. Because those are the only two weapons from Gambit in it. So unless they increase... Or, you know, change it where you can use any two or you know change it where there's a you know a, a primary and then a secondary you know back like it was in d1 where it's not energy kinetic but you know what type of ammo it takes uh, in each slot like there would have to be other changes you can't just do that it would it would really ruin it because everyone would be having a rocket launcher the same rocket launcher mind you because everyone would probably use the one that's you get from him, the one that's masterwork. So everyone would have a tracking cluster bomb rocket. Yeah, it, it I think it would get really old really quick. Yeah. I'd probably be using the parcel of Stardust, you, you know, for a shotgun up close and personal. And then you'd maybe have a scout or a hand cannon. Like it would be ninety probably percent of people would be using the exact same loadout.
0: I got you, bro. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut this short real quick. Um, also, I was going to say, they also brought up that these, uh, I, like I said in the beginning, they said these changes um, will arrive uh, with the season of the Drifter, right? Or should I say Joker's Wild? Because that's what it says. Well, it says season of the Drifter. Um. Right. Okay. And it said, uh, to get you ready, it said that to get you ready for change in seasons, we're enabling triple infamy for the final week of the season of the Forge. And the start of it, the start of the triple infamy starts on the 26th of February uh nine a.m. you know Pacific Standard Time and it ends um uh next month on the fifth.
2: Yeah, so it's just the last week of the season.
0: Correct. All right. So now we're gonna move into the juicy, loosey juicy part. And they're gonna talk about the sandbox.
2: What about man? Is- I
0: have no idea what you I have no idea what you just said.
2: The Queen Breaker I thought that was uh in um the gambit part, or maybe it was in the sandbox part when they were talking about the changes to Queen Breaker?
0: It is not in the. Uh, I'm actually. I'm, I'm looking on the. I'm looking at the bungee right now. So no.
2: Okay, it might be
0: in the, uh, in the sandbox portion. That's why I'm reading it. Okay. All right. So, uh, alongside the gambit quality of life changes, our sandbox team will be fine-tuning some weapon archetypes to refresh the gameplay experience in d2 the following is a quick preview of some changes coming with the update 2.2.0 with developer commentary from sandbox designer victor anderson so they're going to start off with the linear fusion rifle. i mean i'm okay i feel like they touched these so many times um they said these energy (laughs) they said these energy weapons have dominated gambit for quite some time duh uh first came then came the queen breaker we've made them less forgiving so, we can enjoy the game, so, so we can enjoy a change of pace. So, they, uh, they, they said linear fusion rifle aim assist values will receive an adjustment to reduce effectiveness at very long ranges. While Queen Breaker has high aim assist <laughs> values by default, they discovered an issue where it was not honoring aim assist values that apply to other linear fusion rifles at the same architect or of type. Um, this resulted in the Queen Breaker having over double the intended aim assist. So I'm going to stop right there. Without a doubt, like Adam said earlier, you're definitely outshine the Sleeper Simulant. Sleeper Simulant was already annoying as as just the overuse of it. But man, like, I'll tell you the truth. Anytime someone would invade and we know they had a Queen Breaker, we would not try to fight them. If they had site which normally they did it is not wise to fight a queen breaker invader unless you had a queen breaker and at the very at best you will trade with them I mean be trash like I was <laughs> at best you'll trade I mean so I, I'm I'm definitely okay with it, uh so far I mean I, that's that's you know uh, I, I think that's completely fine they're definitely gonna make those changes I don't even have to even ask y'all's opinion on that but you have anything to say about that I mean I'm gonna show-
1: well, I mean, they even came out and said that they gave the queen the queen breaker too much, like damage and everything.
0: How would someone disagree with
2: that? I mean, unless.
1: No, I completely agree. As I'm saying, like if they if they knew that they did that, I don't know why they didn't fix it sooner.
0: I don't know. I mean, they have...
2: they don't play test any of this stuff. I swear, we are their play test. Like after the last like couple seasons, I have come to think that Bungie literally just throws things out there. And we're the play testers. And then when we start complaining, they're like, they look into it and they're like, oh, we've discovered an issue that's been here for like a year. It's like, really? You're just now discovering that there's an issue with this? I, mean, I,
0: I think, I mean, I, I think they could do a better job of like maybe noticing some things. And I think that hiring some staff and, you know, maybe setting,
2: setting priorities and shooting sure. From the hip too much, and a knee-jerk reaction of "Oh my goodness, people are complaining about this weapon. We better nerf it because otherwise we're going to lose everyone to another game." Okay. They're gonna, you know, and so they just I, they overcompensate everything every time they've it, adjusted something. They have completely killed it. I see where you're, I see where
0: you're coming from. I just think you're being a little hyperbolic because I mean I don't know I don't I just don't we don't know that I mean yeah we know I, I, I get rifles when I get what you're, get what you're saying.
2: How often do you see auto rifles? Pulse rifles got nerfed? Yeah, they're still around a little bit. But the ones they nerfed the most, co- almost completely gone. You know, scout rifles got nerfed initially? Gone. And then they realized they nerfed them too much, so they're starting to buff them up again to compete with hand cannons that they bought. Like, they're just really bad at, like, adjusting things appropriately. They nerf things to the ground, and then it just completely kills an archetype. Until eventually another archetype is so much more cancerous, they nerf that and buff other something else up and it comes back.
0: Like it's. Right, right, right. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not not, I'm not really disagreeing with you on the fact that they definitely uh, set their priorities straight, but I think you're being a little hyperbolic saying, oh, they just toss that at the hip and just go for it and they don't really play test that much. I mean, to be honest, I think that could be fixed with, like I said, setting priorities, uh, you know, hiring you know, some more staff members to maybe make that their center focus. And they're on that, like their job 24/7. Keep test, keep playtesting, keep playtesting.
2: And I don't know exactly how to do it, but they need to almost like, so like, almost like with a beta, you know, they need to have players, you know, maybe even some streamers playtest some of the stuff before they actually release it to see because the staff on there, they have too much invested in some of this stuff where they're going to see what they want to see. And they're, you know, it's kind of like where you never edit your own paper. If you're writing an essay or like a paper or a book or whatever, you don't proofread your own thing because you are going to miss so much because you've been working on it for so long that in your mind, things are filling in the gaps. Like, so even if there's words missing or there's the wrong things, your mind is automatically filling it in because you know what it's supposed to be. So these right. players, you know, these people who are developing and adjusting and testing, they're doing it so often and they're doing things that by the end, it, it, to them, it seems like it's great. But to someone who hasn't been working on it for a long time, they're probably, you know, it's, there's just been too many examples of things that are just like, how could you not have noticed this was a problem? As soon as you right. tested it for like one time, Prometheus Lens was a huge one. Like, I don't know how anyone would approve that to go forward and be like, yes, let's release this. Yeah
0: no no hold up real quick uh because uh no, you get on a 10, you're really good no um <laughs> I know uh, we've been talking about this that topic topic of discussion for a while where they would have you know specific, like a beta testing field for you know their top performers or just players that like to play like like the streamers or YouTubers or whatever that for like the longest time since D one um, but I mean they do have something in place something similar and it's more I think it's just it's more more or less game modes that they're testing. I think it's called Crucible Labs. I know that's not anything crazy, but I think that's, like, the start of something. So I like the fact that they have it. But I think the problem is some people don't even know that Crucible Labs exists. Some people don't even know what that even means. So for those of us that don't even know, Crucible Labs is like a little testing field of game modes that Bungie would introduce. And they would see, they would get player feedback, you know, based off of, you know, the data, you know, that they get from players just playing the game mode, I think it's a great idea, but the problem is they don't really advertise it well. They need to make sure, like, they need to advertise it in the directory. Well, so the new pops up, they're like, hey, oh, we should test this out. And that way, you know, people, people that's, you know, players that actually want to give feedback, you know, constructive criticism will be more aware of the game because they're more aware that, you know, that the Crucible Labs is available this week or something. Honestly. Um, one more thing I forgot to bring up about linear fusion rifles. Um They also brought up that linear fusion rifles will receive a ten percent in a ten percent damage increase in P to compensate for the above for the above changes. So I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I'm gonna read what Paul had to say real quick. Uh, he said uh linear fusion. He said a good change for Gambit, but for but for but for PvP, I never had any issues. So yeah, no, I'm I agree. I think we're on the uh in agreement with that just overall based on the changes that they're making in Gambit and honestly I don't see a lot of linear fusions in PvP not often not even queen breakers to be perfectly honest
2: because ward click kill right. is dominant
0: I don't I don't understand how how that just came that's anyway
2: all right so
0: next thing on the list is shotguns now before I even get to this I mean Adam you and I we always go into this a lot um, I mean, you, I'll give you credit because you do have a lot of good points. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I just play devil's advocate a lot um, with this. Now, like I said, before I even read the notes on this, I still, still, still would prefer the chaos that's in PVP right now regarding shotguns rather than the sandbox in the, in uh, vanilla Destiny 2. I just don't enjoy the hand-holding bull crap. It's not fun. Not even. I'm just gonna stand by that. But I'm excited to what they're gonna make. So they said in in season of the Drifter, which is the uh, the new DLC that's coming in the future, we're making a few changes with fire shotguns and the full auto perk. We're doing this for a few reasons. One of them being that the full auto perk feels far too important to shotguns in PBE perk effectively doubles the damage output of any given shotgun due to the rate of fire increase. Duh. Okay, they said, while we believe it is important to have useful perks on your weapons, the efficiency of this was so impactful that the rapid-fire shotguns became the only shotgun worth considering in PVE. I mean, okay, with changes released in Season of the Drifter, we hope you might be inspired to equip an aggressive shotgun or maybe even take a slug shotgun for spending PVE activity. Well, I mean, which is true. I mean, because you never see anyone rock a, uh, what, what is the, uh, the chaperone in PVE? I've done that before just to try to, you know, just to be goofy with it. But it's definitely not meant <laughs> for PVE. All right. So I'm going to get on. a. Shotguns will receive a damage multiplier in PVE activities, effectively doubling their damage. PVE. So, I mean, that's fine. Uh, the Legend of Acrius is an exception to this. Uh, they said full auto rate of fire bonus. They said a uh, full auto bonus for shotguns is now 10% down from 100%. Uh, in addition, it is no longer, it no longer increases the shotgun pellet spread. Okay. Uh, default rate of fire value. So shifted. So aggressive shotguns are 55 rounds per minute from 45. Precisions are 70 rounds per minute up from 55. Lightweight, lightweight shotguns are 80 rounds per minute. They were honestly stated to be 90 rounds per minute previously. Rapid fire shotguns uh, are 140 rounds per minute down from 200 rounds per minute. Uh, they said they were previously uh, natively 100 rounds per minute, but due to the in- intrinsic full auto, actually had 200 rounds per minute, which I missed that. Um, yeah,
2: my point is like takes them so to figure out these things. Like, how do you not notice there's an issue with that?
0: No, right. I get your point. Um, they also they also reduce the base damage for shotguns across the board to align with their new rates of fire on a per sub archetype basis. And they said all ammo reserves for shotguns were reevaluated due to increased efficiency of having more damage per shot. As this just in PvP, or, I mean, is this just in PvE? I'm kind of curious, and I don't think they made that distinction. Um, they said they also took the opportunity to slightly adjust shotgun while shotguns will remain effective in the Crucible. We have toned down the range that shotguns could secure a one-shot kill. Thank you! I mean, my gosh, dude. I mean, like, yeah. Like, it's it almost using a fusion rifle or anything else other than a secondary uh, I mean, it, it just makes using any other secondary beside a shotgun useless, because shotguns are so powerful and they they shoot so rapidly. Why would you use any? Like, Adam, you talked about this a lot. I mean, what are your thoughts on shotguns? I mean, Sarah, I, I know you hate them.
1: I hate them, but I use them because everyone else does.
0: Right, and that's one thing I don't like. I feel like um, you're forcing me. Like, it's, 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 it, it, like that's why. I, can, I, I mean, I still stand by it. Raw, you know, PvP is, is in a pretty decent state. I'm actually, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. Um, But the one thing I don't like is they just need to get competitive. People are always going to resort to something that will the, the people always will resort to the path of least resistance or the path that's easiest, right? And shotguns, they do take skill to use, but I think they take the least amount of skill to use because, you, you know, I mean, I, we could get into a, you know, risk no, but I think in comparison to any other gun, I think shotguns take the least amount of skill to use. But um when it comes to when it comes to the range thing, I just don't like the fact that sometimes I feel like I'm being punished for using for having some variety in my loadout. So when I'm in comparison, you guys know I use a sidearm and I use a bow. And I'm pretty decent at it. But if someone's aping me around the corner I need to evaluate the situation and, you know, think before I just go in. But there's times where even when I'm thinking smart or I'm practical and I'm actually, you know, planning things out, I'm still punished for it just because simply I don't have a shotgun with good range out. You know, Dust Rock Blues or Adam, Adam says Crutch Rock Blues, it's kind of annoying to go against. And like I have no I never wanted to teabag anyone more. (laughs) I <laughs> he uses a shotgun in PVP, I just teabag him after I kill him. I just don't care. It's it's ticking me off. I, I get it. You know, I'm not really faulting the player, but I'm faulting the player. Okay. But Adam, what do you think about this, uh, the changes? Because I know you are happy with this.
2: Did Sarah already say what she wanted? She said her piece. I feel like I've been talking. I mean, I know it's what I do, but. No, you're okay. <laughs> Uh I mean, I, I agree. It's. I know, Sarah actually is probably, you know, hates the my till because it has a lot of range.
1: It has a range. range.
2: <laughs> I, I, it should probably be nerfed a little bit too, but it's the only way that I can kind of compete with shotguns because I have to be so far away because yeah. otherwise, you know, the shotguns map the crap out of me. So it's, you know, if, they, if they're if they going to nerf, you know, shotguns, you know, if they want to start nerfing fusions, okay, I get it. Um, but I don't,
0: I don't get that. I Me mean, personally, by default, by default, you're talking to a slight advantage because of the rate of fire. You feel what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. But so, well, so and, and I don't know how to, because the the problem with fusions, in my opinion, because I love fusions, is that kind of like right now the problem with hand cannons. The only hand cannons that are really viable are the 180 frame or round an architect, because they just the time to kill and the accuracy and the like. Uh, and the range and this like the recoil, it just makes it like a a, a starter You know why would you use a hand cannon at a 110 that, you know, you can only get two shots off before you're you know get like four or five shots off with the other one. And oh by the way, it only takes three from the other one to kill you. So you know same thing with fusions. It's the quick rate of fire fusion rifles are really. Have no place in crucible right now because they can't hit at the same range like they can't really kill you outside of a shotgun range but they're still have some charge time so therefore with you're within this range of a shotgun you're never going to win that battle unless you're just you know the person is really terrible so those like quick charge rate uh like lower range lower impact fusion rifles are i mean i don't there's half the fusion rifles that i've never seen at all like i just you know no one ever uses them the only ones that i really ever see are loaded question aaron till and uh, uh, loaded or yeah, loaded question aaron till and then telesto loaded question and aaron till are both the uh, slow um, slow rate of fire high range high impact and then Aaron, well and telesto we know telesto's problems and they've tried to fix it, it didn't really work but yeah so it's, i mean they have some tweaking to do they i think there's so many archetypes that You know, no one really uses the pass rate of fire auto rifles because, like, there's no range in which you're actually going to kill someone with it, you know, unless the other person just sucks. Hand cannons right right now in close range. You know, the Lunas are going to just annihilate you or, last word, is going to annihilate you before you can kill someone with, you know, a 720 rate of fire auto rifle. But, you know, so it's... I think they need to do a lot of adjusting the sandbox. So I'd like to see that they're, you know, starting with the shotguns just because they're really annoying. But the ranges are so broken on pretty much every archetype right now that they need to do a massive overhaul. Okay. All right. So look, all right. perspective on it. It's actually really short.
0: He seems, from what I'm reading here, it's like he's cautiously optimistic about the range with shotguns, you know, being touched. Um, and it seems kind of <laughs> sarcastic. Oh, okay. No more one shot kills from far away? Question mark. So, you know, he's uh, he's basically saying we'll see how it's gonna go. But he's also very excited and glad that they got a lot. Okay. And the last thing is the one-eyed mask. And Sarah, I, you and I both know we all do. But let me let me ask you, Sarah, how how annoying is it, or how often does this happen to you when you go for a Titan and he's absolute with an eye with the one-eyed he kills you, gets full health back and shield. Then your partner tries to go help, and he destroys him too. How often does that
1: happen? Like every single time.
0: <laughs> Ain't that it's? It's almost, it's annoying, almost like, annoying. Like, oh man. I mean, so Adam. I mean, like we all we all feel some kind of way about it. Mean, we're gonna, you know, touch on that real quick. But it's uh it's definitely very frustrating because uh, we want exotics to be exotic and give you reason to use them. I, was, I, I feel like with this one, and I'll explain it in a 2nd I'm just gonna read this first, and then I'll I'll tell you what I think real quick. Okay. So, uh, all right. Give me one second. They said um, they said. Additionally, the team has some information regarding balance changes for the One Night Mask, and it, this will release with Update Two Point Two Point Zero. So they said in various combat situations, One That's Night fine. Mask has been too effective and it's become a non choice <laughs> exotic for Titans environments. After implementing the following changes, we believe the exotic will still be potent if used well, but there will be more opportunities to counter it. They said uh, during the mar- vengeance, uh, d- the dur- I'm sorry, they said the duration of the mark of vengeance has been reduced from 15 seconds to 8 seconds and don't know what that means, that's just a perk on the exotic where if you actually get hit by a specific guardian, uh, you'll be marked by them for a certain amount of time. I didn't even know it was and I'm kind of glad about that. That's that's. I think that's great. Well, um, I mean,
2: I, get In order to get your health back, the marked by vengeance is if you kill that person, that's the one where you get your health and your shield back. Is based off of that
0: right there. I thought no. I, I think uh, I, I I think it's just called vengeance, right?
2: Well, yeah. But you're so the person getting marked is marked for vengeance, and then the the actual titan is you know the one that gets vengeance. But yeah, it's if, if I shoot a Titan with that helmet, I get marked for 15 seconds. If yeah. within that 15 second time period he kills me, he will get full health and a shield.
0: I just said, yeah, I just said that.
2: Okay, maybe, maybe I misheard you, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it was annoying.
0: Okay, and they said the play, the way players refill health after a successful kill has been changed. Before it restored all of your health, and the overshield refilled oh, blah, 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 blah. let me go back it said uh it said before it restored all your health and the overshield refilled over time i don't really see their over, over over time it just looks instant when i die like when i look at the titan's health and shield it looks like it's just instant but anyway Maybe they said not very short over time it's like 0.25 seconds that's like a fourth of a second they said now the, the health refills over time alongside the overshield, this should give a leg up in situations when, where multiple people are fighting one person with the one night mask equipped. And they said vengeance will no longer trigger for players in super. This was making supers far, far too potent. So just to clarify for the listener's sake, uh, vengeance is actually what you get once you actually kill a person you are fighting. And that means you will get the overshield and the health uh, health increase or i guess you get full health and full shield immediately right now when you're in a someone who 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 actually was shooting you and damaging you that vengeance perk will not proc which is fantastic you basically were unstoppable before um my opinion on this i mean they should have from the get go from the get go is it, anything anytime uh, an exotic has uh, health regeneration. Parks it should always be over time, not instant. I mean, because uh, at, at the very least, if you want to make it instant, fine. Make the health be instant, and let the let the overshield be over time, slowly, like stupid slow. Okay, but once I, sh- it sh- it should interrupt the flow. Same thing with the health too. But uh, now basically they're making this helmet equivalent to the. Uh, that mask that the hunters have when you shade step it's just like an overtime refill. Have. Yeah. But um I'm gonna read I'm gonna read Paul's perspective on it and then I'm gonna get and then I'm gonna get Sarah's on it. Um he said uh he like the reduced time and he likes that being killed by a supers doesn't proc uh the vengeance perk. He said um he doesn't he uh how you get your health and overshield still I personally he said he personally think uh in and a small health bump is plenty to allow one to handle a second fight or run away to get health back. I agree, honestly. I mean, to be, yeah, like, because can you imagine the one night mask and then using a, uh, what do you call that, the uh, the crimson? Isn't that like the pulse hand cannon? Yeah. Yeah, like, bro. At the same time, like, there's a part of me thinking like, hey, you know, I want exotics to feel exotic. Mom- I don't know. I feel like a good balance is really just, you know I mean, if anything, either have the you know ha- you could get health back when you get a kill, and, but have it just be overtime for both. How about be a slow regeneration? All right, but yeah, um, Adam. Well, actually, you know what, Sarah, what do you think about this change? You like it? Dislike
1: it? What's up? I mean, I personally have not like I haven't been on the writer saying hi. <laughs> I personally haven't been on. I haven't been on, like, the side of, like, using it. So, I mean, I can't go from, like, that perspective. But I've been marked, and, like, I've avoided it, like, avoid getting killed. But I've also been on the part of, like you said earlier, with the whole um, getting him down to a sliver of health, him killing me, getting his shield back, and then my teammate having a hard time. And that's been extremely frustrating. So I'm glad that that's getting dumbed down a little bit guys you guys are so loud <laughs> and then um they're like following me around i'm so sorry um and then the whole... oh my gosh i'm trying to get in a quiet spot <laughs> and then with the whole um i saw something about them it's not going to be as effective like when they're in their super I think that's going to be really nice because there's been so many times like they'll be wearing it like with like Hammer Titans and I'll get him down to a sliver or like the whole team will. And then he'll get one kill and it's just like it's all for nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's crazy. And uh, back to your previous point about, you know, facing a Titan. I mean, facing the one I mask, you get him. absolute. He kills you. And then he gets a full health and um, overshield bump. And now your teammate's trying to help you, but he's getting a hard time. And then he now sometimes people feel obligated to use a super on one dude because it's that ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. But good, Adam, you can have the fun. <laughs> um,
2: well, I'm waiting for the warlock to have some sort of super awesome exotic armor piece that is like this. You know, the hunter had theirs. Then it got nerfed. The Titan had theirs. It's about to get nerfed. Where's the Warlock love, man? But we the don't...
1: Warlock get... did have one.
2: Not like this! What what piece of armor gives you, like, instant health regen or, uh... You know, an overshield that just makes it, you know, stupid? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I gotta look <laughs> this up. Timeout.
2: Like, the only thing possibly is maybe the Karnstein Armlets you're thinking of, which... All it does is proc the spark that you already have as a warlock, a uh, voidwalker. They have devour. That's what I'm saying. But it, one, there it takes you have to have a charged melee, and you have to melee them.
0: No, you don't. You can just eat a, just eat a grenade to have a proc. Okay.
2: You're right. And it, it's very situational. It's one of those. It's not where the... With the other two. I is was, that you're you're, no,
0: you, know, you can cross the
2: map and get Ow. that done. Like, yeah, wait, hold grenade.
0: on, hold on, Adam, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you repeat that again?
1: Sorry, guys. So,
2: even if you need a grenade, it only lasts so long, and then you have to kill someone; it goes away, and then you have to wait, you know, another 30 or 45 seconds till you get another grenade back. Uh, well, as the other two, when you the dodge for the, the one helmet. What, you get your dodge back every like 10 seconds or so?
0: I mean, I guess that sounds about right. I mean, it could be wrong, though as like a grenade. It just depends upon no. like what what, okay. what mods. What? Well, yeah, no, it can, it can depend upon the mods you can
2: apply to your armor, man.
0: Oh, the, the,
2: that... very base stats, the abilities come back, the dodge comes back exponentially quicker than a grenade.
0: I think you should test this out. There you I go. Think I think you're speaking out of your butt.
2: Okay. And then my
0: butt's
1: There's the exotic I was looking for. The apotheus veil. You immediately regenerate your health.
2: But you pop you a activate super. activate
1: your super. It's the same thing, though. Like, oh, the one-eyed oh, mask. Yeah, mask.
2: The one-eyed mask is after you get any yeah. kill if someone damages. Well,
1: yeah, you. but it still activates during their super, oh, though. Damn. It's
2: really on the initial oh. super. It really matters if you... In the very, very initial, hey, I'm about to die, oh, my I'll get my health back. but then it doesn't, you know, redo anything when I kill an enemy or do anything else. Yeah. You know, Damn, mm-hmm. you that, to me, that is a non equivalent, like, okay, I get you, you get health back. So, what was the last warlock you've ever seen use Apothesis Veil? I use
1: it.
0: Uh, I mean, I just, I, I think maybe, I mean, to be honest, I see your point, Adam. I do see it. Just think that the warlock possibly has more opportunities to have to get their health back with exotics and abilities. Where oh, when it comes person, to
1: the hunter,
0: uh, that sucks. Okay, wait, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, what, what I'm saying is that the,
2: to activate,
0: no, the, the, the point I'm making is the, the warlock has they got the rift they have the grenade to devour they also have i believe a certain melee as well you know when you uh, get that's not the a-
2: the grenade and the melee ability are the exact same super though you have to yeah. be a certain class of warlock a certain not yeah. even just a certain class but a certain subclass you have to be a certain yeah. tree and a certain subclass of warlock right and not but it- devour perk so unless i am the bottom tier nova bomb warlock devour does not matter that is, and the grenade thing does not matter because those are the same perk. You eat the grenade, you get devour, or you punch a dude, you get devour. I get so,
0: you. Uh, every
2: other subclass of the, the two armor pieces were class independent. Didn't matter if you were a striker titan, a hammer titan, you know sentinel. Didn't matter if you were a you know any type of hunter. It all, all that right, mattered on. was that you had that piece of armor and you did right. think it said to.
0: Well, hold, hold that thought. So, I mean, but but you do you see my point of making though? All right. So, look, no, not all. Look, You're
2: trying to find some weird little thing to say. Well, warlocks have it too, bro. Come on. No,
0: no, not well because it's actually true. But what I'm saying is, okay, do me a favor. What what abilities do does a titan have or a hunter have that can get their health back?
2: Whether they, uh, let's see if you throw an alpha and you no, to no, no. Alpha no, no 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 no
0: no 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 no. No, 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 uh, no, 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 uh, no, uh, assisting you to do. It. I'm talking about just their abilities. The none, exactly. And <laughs> I make it. Granted, the granted the the warlock the warlock ability. So you're
2: saying that because a warlock has a certain subclass of a certain thing, they don't get any armor that you know helps them. But yet, yeah, the Titan and the Hunter get armor that helps them across any subclass.
0: No, I'm not. am not equal. I'm, 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 I'm saying they actually do, though. Like, to a certain degree. So they have. Uh, there's there's gauntlets. It's called. I think it's called vampire gauntlets or
2: something. Gauntlets. Yeah, the currency. That's okay. what I was talking about. And that is the devour perk that you need to be on a Void Walker to use.
0: I was going to say, you know, I'm actually interested in this. I think I think there's. a... I need to do my research on this. I think, I think, I think warlocks. I mean, I get what you're, I get your point 100%. But, I think that
2: um, so a chest that when you die activates a healing rift on your body. Woohoo! I Yeah, i no, yeah. yes.
0: That's <laughs> definitely, That's <laughs> definitely like an situational spot. Uh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm really interested in this because I feel like, I mean, I'm, I can't believe I'm defending warlocks for goodness sake. I
2: use my but- warlocks so often. Don't get me wrong. I love my warlock. I'm still going to use it as my main character, but I think it's just funny that. Everyone always, you know, the second a warlock gets anything of value, like Nova Warp, it was broken. Don't get me wrong, Nova Warp was broken. People cry so hard until Bungie changes it so quick. But yet, hunters and Titans get things, and they last seasons before they get nerfed because everyone loves Titans and Hunters. You
1: know, you make some good
2: points. You make some good points. You exaggerate on some points. What were you saying, Sarah?
1: There's, there was a long period that, like, Hunters went. I mean, and there's still some degree where Hunters were squishy as hell and, like, nothing could really, like, save them from, you know, the Warlock or the Titan. I mean, it used to be like that in D1, and there is some aspects of it still being like that in D2. To
2: be squishy. They're fast, and they can dodge. So you can dodge around corners and get away. If my Warlock is slow, man, if I'm trying to float away, I'm going to die
1: well they don't run i feel like I, still, I, still, I, feel, I, feel I feel like this, feel like I I feel like this quick
2: around a corner like if i'm poking around a corner you can quickly dodge away and hop back behind cover i can't do that like I can't walk but i can't like you know dodge and do it really really quick
0: i feel like the speeds uh, across each classes are just about i guess depending upon you know the, uh, the
2: fastest, actually which is weird because they're supposed to be the heaviest armor and like I don't, I don't understand how they're, like, the fastest, like, the titan skating is as fast as it is. I,
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just don't know. Because of the mods that we get, you know, that affect, you know, uh, the fixes in terms of, like, when we jump, feet we get when we're jumping through the air. And I don't know, dude. I I, I feel like it's almost the same because we can't titan skate, at least not on constant. Uh, I don't know, dude. I mean,
2: <laughs> you can't. It's not near the same as PC or it was in d one.
1: But I it's was like, ridiculous,
2: kind of, like it's still there. Like, tit- Titans are fast, dude, especially if you're shoulder charging around. Like, they're fast. I don't know. I mean, oh, well, anyway, no, I bet mean, this is a good conversation, honestly. Uh,
0: and I wasn't playing devil's advocate, I was just really thinking, like, we know it, dude. I mean, I don't know, man, because I mean, I, I, you do make some great points, Anna, but I do believe sometimes you get hyperbolic at times or you exaggerate. But honestly, also, it makes good for conversation i need to go back and see
2: sometimes i do but it's it's just frustrating that i think they you know there are certain things that they the community in general and i get it they like hunters hunters are fun i like my hunter but pvp favors hunters the jump is much better for pvp the dodge is much better for pvp like they just have better stuff for pvp and so anytime another character gets it the hunters complain because they're like i'm so squishy i can't take it and it's like, well, come on, you're not meant to be like you have. You're looking at your armor. You're wearing tights.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that could go the other way though, because then the other subclasses get stuff, and then you, pry, like, example, or warlock, and you're complaining that other classes have this stuff.
2: But the so warlock doesn't. Ahead,
1: really, I think there's
2: nothing really that makes a warlock stand out, is what I'm saying. Like the the rift is ridiculously stupid because it takes like five seconds to pop it, and when you do pop it, it maybe takes half an extra bullet to kill you in it like it it doesn't do anything the you know there's just nothing really you know the warlock used to have range on the melee but they nerfed that a lot like no,
1: yeah have have
2: range. range but not by much
0: you know well you know something like you know uh, i'm with animal on that a little bit when it comes to the warlock range i think in these i mean i think they did touch it a little bit um But I think Warlocks need to have their glory back when it comes to melee back in D1. They also do have, specifically for that subclass with the arc one, I like that. That's good. But, uh, yeah.
2: And I agree, but then Stormcaller itself is still broken. I love it. That's what I use. I love my Stormcaller. It is my favorite character. But you've seen me play. How many times I'm, like, sitting there trying to tickle dudes for, like, five seconds before, you know, they die? And how many times I get team shot and killed? Because it just takes forever. Where every other super, and roaming super, is the second you get touched, you're dead. You know, I you, know get, I, you get nicked with a freaking uh, spectral blade or an arc staff and you're dead. You get nicked with, you know, you're dead.
0: I hear you. I hear you. But but I believe just this inconsistencies across the board. I've experienced, uh, you know, experiencing and also dealing, like, you know, uh, have, having a, having certain supers come at you a certain way. I like, experiencing being attacked by supers and attacking with specific su- it's definitely a different feel doing it versus feeling it. And there's times where like, I'm a storm caller and I'm doing my thing. And I feel like it's taking forever being attacked by a storm collar. I die within a fourth of a second. Exactly. I think it's honestly, because uh, it's this certain thing. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I feel like there's definitely inconsistencies across because there's times where I've used a spectral blade, not spectral blade, excuse me. Um, the, uh, the blade of a thousand cuts. What do you call that again? What is it? Blade barrage. Thank you. Um, there's times where I would actually aim someone and would it just it would just go around them. You know, there's people that are, but 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 when I get attacked, there's times I'm actually behind something prior to them using their super, and I'm still dead. Like the tracking on it is a little retarded, but I mean there's <laughs> inconsistencies across things. But I mean, well, Sarah, I mean you you I mean I'm I'm also I'm, I'm looking back. And I mean, like, what's one thing that sticks out to you with Warlock? Anything special about what? I mean, Adam doesn't know anything special about Warlocks compared to the other classes. What do you think, Sarah?
1: Like, if there's anything special about Warlocks?
0: And can you think of anything on top yeah, of your head?
2: Stand out in PvP, not PvE, because they have some amazing supers for PvE.
1: Yeah, PvE is a hell beneficial. The what? I don't know. I mean, PvP, like, I've been hit from a Nova Bomb that, like, will It'll literally, like, hit me, or it'll, like, hit, like, 15 feet to my right, and it still kills me. Or and, well, okay, I, I got
2: one thing though, because they just buffed Nova Bombs in the last update like two or three weeks before
1: ago? that, though. I've been killed with Storm Trans through a wall. I mean, I got, one. I've been I hit got hit with,
2: with chain lightning. I've
1: been hit with Dawn Blade from across the fucking map.
0: I was gonna say Dawn Blade is actually very good because, first of all, you get amazing momentum, and it got also last ever. Depending upon the subclass skill tree, if you're very successful with it, I've actually had Don Blade last a good minute if you keep chaining it. You know
2: what I mean? It's... What's up, dude? The bottom tree that has tracking.
0: Correct. I mean, I thought they all had tracking anyway. But look, uh, this is a really. Uh, I'm going to cut it off here because uh, we we reached our our cap. I mean, honestly, I expected uh-huh. this podcast to last like 45 minutes, but this is this is what happens when you have a good discussion, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna cut it off here Wait, and we'll me talk. What's up, dude? Wait, you let me talk. Well, I mean, I'm a talker too. I mean, you just you just can't turn the podcast off and I can. <laughs> <laughs> um All right, so yeah, but uh no, thank you guys uh for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um Sarah, thank you again for um being an, a guest once again. You're always welcome. I do appreciate it. Um like I said, um, my girl Sarah here, she's uh she's uh starting to stream a lot more often. Um, so you can follow her on uh, mixer.com xx miss sarah 94 xx okay so that's mixer.com xx X, m-i-s-s sarah with an h and 94 xx yeah, you, you can find her on mixer so she streams some awesome content you can also follow her on twitter as well is her handle is the same thing you know xx miss sarah 94 xx okay um and I'm, absolutely no problem it's she's uh she's definitely entertaining. Um I would say give her a <laughs> listen and I'll definitely plug her in.
1: Um, but, a little too yeah. much. Oh <laughs>
0: you're, you're fine. But yeah, Adam, and I, like I said, Adam, your opinions are always gonna be a hard time, but yeah, you uh you definitely provide some uh, value to the conversation that's uh, definitely needed. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. And until then, guys, we will see you in orbit. Bye-bye. See ya. And I'll say toodles for Paul. Toodles. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate that, as always. If you guys want to check us out on other social platforms, feel free to do so on Instagram and Facebook. You can just type in Orbs for Days and you'll just find it. Also, if you want to check us out on other podcast platforms, whether you have Android or iPhone, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and even Spotify. Also, if you want to keep updated with uh, content creation or podcast uploads and times, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Wayne01193. And also, if you want to check me out live on Twitch, you can also follow me on Wayne01193, acting a fool. So you guys have a good one. Appreciate it.